welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 124 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I am going to be recapping the NBA playoffs. That's right. I'm going to be talking about everything that happened within the NBA bubble, which was mostly a successful postseason for the NBA. It's the best possible outcome for the NBA season to end. The fact that the NBA was even able to name a championship is super impressive. So here are my thoughts on all things the NBA postseason. First off, the Lakers won their 17th NBA championship tying the Boston Celtics. And they did this because their two best players stepped up and played like the all-time greats they are. LeBron is already there and Anthony Davis is showing signs of being one of the best big men of his era. The fact that he was able to play this well in his first appearance in the NBA Finals is a huge thing. And not a lot of people talk about this. I find it super impressive that Anthony Davis was able to play this well alongside LeBron James. LeBron has played with two other all-star big men in Kevin Love and Chris Bosh in the prime of their careers. And those two players took a huge step back statistically. But in this case, LeBron respected Anthony Davis's talent and he was able to play alongside LeBron James without giving up anything when it comes to stats. And oh, by the way, Anthony Davis should have been MVP of the NBA Finals. The thing about LeBron that's impressive this season is it's basically the first year he's been the definitive point guard and he proved for once and for all, he is the best passer in the NBA right now. There is no doubt about it. The man has great vision. So for the most part, I don't feel like this team is going anywhere. I think they will still be able to compete for an NBA championship next year. And I think as the years go on, Anthony Davis will take more of the forefront of being the best player on the Lakers and LeBron James will just be the best passer. I mean, it will be interesting to see if they keep Kyle Kuzma and they try to develop him to become the third wheel for them to become like a trio. I don't quite see that happening. I think they'll look to trade Kyle Kuzma and maybe bring in a veteran to go on with this team because I think this team is about winning now as much as possible. Win as many titles as you can in the next three years where you'll have LeBron James at his best and you'll have Anthony Davis at his best. Anthony Davis is no doubt about it going to sign a huge mega extension to stay with the Lakers. Why on earth would he ever consider leaving? This is the best case scenario for Anthony Davis. He gets to be part of a winning culture and he gets to put up the same stats he would be putting up on any other team. The only reason Anthony Davis would have wanted to leave the Lakers if LeBron James made him take a step back the way that he made Chris Bosh and Kevin Love take a step back. Like the way Kobe Bryant made Dwight Howard take a step back. That's what makes a big man want to leave a situation. But no, Anthony Davis can have the stats and he can win some titles along the way. So look for Anthony Davis to remain a Laker and for them to compete for titles for at least the next two seasons. Another team I feel great about moving forward is the team that lost the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat. They have Jimmy Butler, they have Bam Adebayo, and they have a young core 
floor with talented players in Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Kendrick Nunn. How can you not feel good about this team moving forward? I almost feel better about the Miami Heat than I do about the Milwaukee Bucks. The Miami Heat are headed towards the right direction. I don't care about their culture. I look at their talent, and I think these guys, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, became a formidable three-pointing shooting duo in the NBA postseason. If that can carry itself into the regular season, the Miami Heat have a real threat to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. Also, I want to say this on this podcast, Jimmy Butler is a top 10 player in the NBA. There is no doubt about it. All those teams that gave up on him, the Chicago Bulls, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Philadelphia 76ers looked ridiculous right about now. Jimmy Butler is the answer and he proved he can be the best player on a team competing for an NBA championship. And that's exactly what he did. And the future looks really bright for the Miami Heat because of Jimmy Butler. And also with all that young talent, the Miami Heat might be able to attract another star player to join Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. I mean, think about that. This is a team that once brought together LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. History might be repeating itself. I don't know if Yandis Antetokounmpo is going to leave the Milwaukee Bucks for the Miami Heat, but you at least can't deny that that is a distinct possibility. Look how good that situation for the Miami Heat looks right about now. Eric Spolstra has never looked better as a head coach. Jimmy Butler has never looked better as an NBA star, and they have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero who are going to develop into quality NBA players, along with Kendrick Nunn and Bam Adebayo, maybe the best big man in the Eastern Conference. So if you're Giannis, and you're looking at the Miami Heat, you might be thinking there's better greener pastures than the Milwaukee Bucks. He might legitimately want to leave the Milwaukee Bucks and join the Miami Heat because there might be, there probably is a better core in Miami than there is in Milwaukee right now. I don't think the Miami Heat are going anywhere. In fact, I think they are going to get better. Now, here's a list of teams that impressed me in the playoffs that didn't quite win the NBA Finals, but again, these teams I really think are going to have bright futures. And at the top of the list is the Denver Nuggets, who made it to the conference finals. They had Jamal Murray, they had Nikola Jokic. Nobody thought that this team was going to get that far into the postseason, but this team really impressed me. They have a quality head coach in Mike Malone, and Jamal Murray was absolutely spectacular this postseason, scoring 50 points twice in the postseason. Nikola Jokic stepped up when he needed to. They were without key contributors at times. Gary Harris was injured for a time. Will Barton wasn't really there. They were without key players. Paul Millsap played really well in the NBA postseason when he was called upon. This Denver Nuggets team is a quality basketball team that nobody paid attention to. We all thought a team like Utah was going to be the next it team in the Western Conference, but the Denver Nuggets was the team that beat the Utah Jazz and proved moving forward, we should probably think more highly of the Denver Nuggets because Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are only going to improve as an NBA duo. The other team that impressed me in the Western Conference this NBA postseason was the Dallas Mavericks, and I think the only reason they didn't beat the LA Clippers in the first round of the playoffs is because Kristaps Porzingis was not healthy. Moving forward, if they have a healthy Kristaps Porzingis, I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be legitimate title contenders. Luka Doncic absolutely balled out during the NBA postseason. He had that game-winning shot. This man is the future. He's a triple-double machine. He's an excellent passer. He's a great scorer. He's only going to improve. This is a guy who's going to
going to win an MVP or two in the next five years. The Dallas Mavericks are a team on the rise. They have one of the better head coaches in the NBA and Rick Carlisle, a guy who's won an NBA championship. It's interesting in this season, in this postseason, we are starting to remember who the really good coaches are. You have Rick Carlisle, you have Eric Spolstra, guys who have won NBA championships who we've forgotten about because their teams took a step back and now they are back in the forefront as two of the better head coaches in the NBA. I mean, Rick Carlisle and Eric Spolstra are two of maybe the top five coaches in the league and I'm glad they're coming back to respectability because Rick Carlisle has a team on the rise. You have Donches, you have Porzingis, you have Hardaway in there. They're a team I hope make some additions this offseason, but I really think no matter if they do or not, if they have a healthy Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic continues to be a legitimate MVP candidate, the Dallas Mavericks will be at the top of the Western Conference for years to come. Now I want to talk about the biggest disappointments of the NBA postseason, and I think at that top of the list has to be the Milwaukee Bucks and the LA Clippers. These were two teams that were at least destined to make the conference finals. I can't say your season was a total disaster if you make the conference finals because you're at least the two best teams in the conference, but neither of these teams made the conference finals. The LA Clippers fell to the Denver Nuggets in seven games, and the Milwaukee Bucks got completely outplayed by the Miami Heat. These were huge, disappointing seasons for these teams, and now the way we think about these teams moving forward, we have serious questions about whether or not they can legitimately win an NBA championship. I don't know if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will ever be a formidable duo, and I don't know if the Milwaukee Bucks can ever win a championship with Giannis Antetokounmpo being the only star player on the team. Yes, they have nice pieces like Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, but it's not quite enough, and Eric Bledsoe never quite plays as well in the postseason like he does in the regular season. These are legitimate questions I have about both of these teams and both of their futures moving forward. I can't legitimately look at them as title contending teams until they at least make the Eastern Conference Finals again. Like I think the Milwaukee Bucks might have made a bad move this offseason letting Malcolm Brogdon go and letting him go to the Pacers because I think Malcolm Brogdon is a better fit for the Milwaukee Bucks than Eric Bledsoe is. I think Malcolm Brogdon is a better defender and he would be more reliable in the postseason. I think it's two straight regular seasons in a row where Eric Bledsoe has been one of the better point guards in the Eastern Conference only for them to get to the playoffs and for him to play quite terribly at times. And going back to the Clippers issues, it seems like the biggest strength of that team is their bench. They have Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams, a guy who won the Sixth Man of the Year and another guy who's won the award numerous times. The issue is with their offense and and their starting lineup, they don't have enough firepower. When Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were not playing out of their minds, there's not enough scoring on that team. Patrick Beverly's not a good enough scorer. Zubak is a decent big man, but he's not a legitimate scoring threat. And there were times this postseason where Paul George was not scoring the ball efficiently. So again, that's the biggest issue with the Clippers is I think they need to bring in more firepower to that roster. And it can't all just be coming off the bench. They need more than just Kawhi Leonard to be a one-man show. So the biggest question for the Clippers moving forward is, is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George a legitimate 
title contending duo that you want on your roster? And if the answer is no, you got to make a move quick because you need Kawhi Leonard to want to remain a member of the LA Clippers. Both of these teams need huge bounce back seasons next year or they could lose all of their stars. The Clippers could be without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the Milwaukee Bucks could lose Giannis Antetokounmpo. The future of these franchises rests in the next season. They need to become legitimate title contending teams or they will lose their NBA superstars and revert back to second class NBA franchises. Now I want to talk about the five players that shine the most in the NBA postseason bubble. Let's start off with LeBron. This is year 17 and a lot of people doubted whether or not LeBron James would ever win another championship. The guy just won a finals MVP with his third franchise. He's done it with the Miami Heat, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and now the Los Angeles Lakers. And we're having those conversations of, is he the GOAT? I don't think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time, but you can no longer say he's not in the top three. That's what I'll say about that. I think Michael Jordan's one. I don't quite know who two is. Maybe it's Bill Russell, but I think LeBron James is at least number three. Maybe he's number two. I haven't quite thought about it. I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but this season is one of the best years of LeBron James's career. But I think when you're talking about this season, you can't deny the fact that he didn't do it alone. And so that's why on my list of the NBA's best postseason performances, Anthony Davis is right up there. He was able to do this because Anthony Davis wanted to be a Laker. And it was such a disaster last year, them trying to get Anthony Davis. And then when that blew up in their faces, he lost all the confidence in those young players. And then they were able to bounce back and make the trade happen. And it saved the Lakers franchise moving forward. Because they got Anthony Davis, the Los Angeles Lakers were able to be legitimate title contending team and bring home the NBA championship. And this is the best thing ever that possibly could have happened for Anthony Davis because I think a lot of our opinions about Anthony Davis were starting to get negative. Maybe he was going to get that like Dwight Howard attitude of I'm too good to be a member of the Pelicans. He was kind of going down the wrong path. But then this year, it became all about the basketball. And now we understand how great of a basketball player Anthony Davis is. He was starting to get too much into the I want out of this team. I'm not winning with this team. I want to be a Laker. He was getting swept in the nonsense of the business side of the game. But this year, he was just able to be a member of the Lakers, play with LeBron James, and totally ball out. This was the best case scenario for Anthony Davis, who had one of the best postseasons for an NBA player this year. And again, he should have been finals MVP. Also on this list is Jimmy Butler, a guy who so many people have been down on, who's been told he can't play with young guys, who was told that he trashed his former teammates like Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, only to rise up with a super young Heat team and all of his young teammates love him. Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, they all seem to enjoy to play with Jimmy Butler. He is coming out a huge winner in this NBA postseason. Again, not only do I think he's a top 10 player in the NBA, but now we all think of him as a great teammate when all those other teams, the Bulls, Timberwolves, and Sixers, we question him as a teammate, and now we think of him as a leader. This was a huge victory for Jimmy Butler's legacy moving forward. 
He is legitimately a top 10 player in the NBA, and now I think of him as a leader and a guy who will most definitely compete for NBA championships down the line with the Miami Heat. And I think of the Sixers, the Bulls, and the Timberwolves as huge losers for giving up on Jimmy Butler as a player. Again, just think about the fact how the Sixers invested money in Al Horford and Tobias Harris, and they didn't put the money in Jimmy Butler, the guy who ended up going to the NBA Finals as the sole star player on the Miami Heat. Again, huge victory lap for Jimmy Butler in this one. Number four on my list of players who shine most in the NBA postseason is Jamal Murray. This guy, again, two 50-point games against the Utah Jazz. Nobody thought of this guy as a top five point guard, and now he's one of the most recognizable players on the planet, and I think more people will put respect on the name of Jamal Murray. They now think of him as the best player on the Denver Nuggets. Most of us knew Nikola Jokic more than we knew about Jamal Murray, but now he's the star player, and that duo moving forward, I think moving forward, the Denver Nuggets are a team you have to think of will be up there on the best teams in the Western Conference. Again, you have Murray, the point guard, and Jokic, the big man, and Murray absolutely scored at will this postseason. And the last guy on my list is somebody who's gotten forgotten about as farther the postseason has gone is Donovan Mitchell, who scored two 50-point games against the Denver Nuggets. Again, that historic duel versus him and Murray was so captivating. It was the best thing about the first round of the postseason, but people forget all that Donovan Mitchell went through this past year with the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert gets COVID, then Donovan Mitchell gets COVID, and then there was friction between those two for Donovan Mitchell to get COVID-19 and then get to the NBA bubble and completely ball out and definitively become the best shooting guard in the sport. Again, what a performance by Donovan Mitchell. He averaged 36 points per game this postseason, and again, the Utah Jazz were a major disappointment this year, but moving forward, you got it feel good about their future because they have Donovan Mitchell. If they put less pressure on Mitchell to score the ball, the Utah Jazz will become legitimate title contending teams. So those are my top five players who produced this postseason. Again, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Murray, and Donovan Mitchell. Those five players really impressed me this postseason and they have to feel good about their careers moving forward. Again, LeBron's already an all-time goat, but Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell are on the rise, and Anthony Davis, again, really impressed me because not a lot of big men have shined when they play with LeBron. Yes, they usually get titles. Kevin Love has a title. Chris Bosh has won titles with LeBron, but they were not the stars of those championships. Anthony Davis was the star of this championship. He impressed me, and then you have Jimmy Butler, who I think won most this postseason. The last thing I'll say about the NBA playoffs this year is it absolutely 100% lived up to the hype. There was no clear definitive favorite with the Golden State Warriors not being around this year, and so many teams came out of nowhere. The Denver Nuggets, the Miami Heat were able to shine. The Boston Celtics made the Eastern Conference Finals after losing Kyrie Irving. So many unexpected teams shined in this postseason. Some teams we expected to be there at the end were not the Clippers and Bucks. This was the type of postseason that the NBA should absolutely 
absolutely want to replicate moving forward. Yes, the Lakers were the best team in the league all year round, but it was a compelling and interesting ride, and you didn't quite know how it was going to end. This was the best case scenario for the NBA to end this postseason, and their bubble was a 100% success story. The fact that they were able to name an NBA championship in a year with COVID-19 is a tremendous success story, and I think it shows how great basketball can be at times. Again, it was just about the basketball. It was so fun to watch. You didn't know who was going to win the championship. There was some amazing game-winning shots from guys like OG Ananobi, Anthony Davis, and Luka Doncic. I mean, this was an NBA postseason to remember. The LA Lakers are the champions, and I can't wait for next year for when the Lakers have to defend their title. I mean, the basketball postseason, there's nothing else like it. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.